Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring indie and small press authors with host Emma Pulova. We're going to have a blast as we celebrate the one-year anniversary of the show with this 50th episode. And since Easter is just around the corner, I will be chatting with Christian author Amanda Filkins of Lowell, who will announce the details of her book giveaway of Be Still, God is Greater than Worldly Deceit at the end of the interview. And I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavent and the Lowell Ledger, who has been bringing you homegrown stories for more than 120 years. Pilkins has a master's degree in public health from GVSU. She's a wife, sister, daughter, and a dog mom who makes her home in the great town of Lowell, Michigan. Hello, Amanda. How are you? Good. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited to have you on the show. What do you like about living in Lowell? You have just recently moved here. Why? Tell us all about your move. So I moved to Lowell pretty much because that was where a house came up. We were looking and Lowell, a house in Lowell opened up and we moved and I didn't really know a whole lot about Lowell, but I was just telling my husband the other day how I am just obsessed with it. I love the town. I love the homegrown feel. I'm from a small town, so I, I can't, couldn't be happier with where we live right now. Well, welcome here. We love it here. Okay, let's talk about your debut book, Be Still. And it is based on your individual experiences. What inspired this book? So in a nutshell, I had a rough senior year of um, college when I was getting my bachelor's degree. And I was struggling a lot with what I wanted to do and what I thought my future would hold and or when I, what my future was going to look like. And I am a Christian, like that's like the most important part of my life. And I was one day I was just, I was praying and I was just crying out to God, like asking him, like, what, what do you want to do? Like, what do I do with my life? I know that I have a purpose. I know that I have gifts. I know I have things to offer, but I don't know what that looks like um, in real life. And so I felt this calling on my heart to write this book. Um, I didn't know what that was going to look like. I had never written a book before, but everything just fell into place and the, the path was carved so perfectly and so, so beautifully to write each chapter. And that's kind of where I guess the, it, it came from and came to be. Amanda, uh, tell us about your cover for your book? Yeah, so I knew that I wanted my face, I guess, on it, because I, I know for me personally, those are the kind of books that I'm attracted to is when I see people's faces and it just feels more personal, I guess. So I knew that I wanted me in the cover and to, to some capacity. And so I thought that with my... Um, title being be still pretty much like what the hands over the mouth represent is to just be still and to not say a word, not do a thing and just let God take the reins and show me where, where my next door is, is going to be opened and where my purpose is. Okay. And tell us about who are your protagonists? 
It should be you. Yeah, so, yeah, yep, yep. So I'm the protagonist, I guess. Um, I pretty much talk about different experiences that I've had um, in my life, and I talk about God's truth in my my downfalls, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I would say I'm the protagonist. Uh, did you struggle at all writing from the first person point of view, POV? I usually write from the third person POV. That's, there's a big difference between that. How did you handle that, the different point of views? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of difficult because I write in the first person you know, I tell my experience in the first person and then I kind of pivot a little bit. It's still first person, but then I kind of, I don't know. I, I it's just like, it kind of is like a different perspective. Like I tell my story, mm-hmm. which is obviously first person, all me. And then I kind of switch gears and I'm talking to the audience, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that was kind of challenging. There were times where I had to go back through and look at my grammar and I'm like, oh, that doesn't really sound right. Like that's not the right point of view mm-hmm. that I'm whatever so it was difficult but um I've edited this thing so many times so I think I figured it out <laughs> okay why did you publish independently yeah so I wanted to have the freedom to tell my story the way that I wanted to tell it um I didn't want a traditional publisher to tell me how I needed to write or what I needed to write about Uh, I also, you know, I've never written a book before, so I don't have, and I don't have a, uh, I I don't have a large following. So I was like, I, you know, I'm just going to put it out there myself. I don't know if a traditional uh, publisher would have picked me up or not. Um, But mostly so I would have like the creative freedom to do exactly what I wanted, how I wanted. Would you recommend it to other wannabe authors going this independent route? Yeah, I, I think for your first book, I would say yes. Um, you learn a lot, like you learn a lot about the process of writing a book and how like from start to finish, like your manuscript to having it published. I think that is really valuable to know. So I would say, yes, I think self-publishing is a really great, like if you're writing your first book, um, a great option. Um, if I was to write another book, I might look into traditional. Um, I don't know for sure, but I like the creative freedom with self-publishing too. So I don't know. You kind of take it what with a grain of salt, I guess, either way. Okay. What advice would you give to other authors who would like to write Christian books based on the Bible? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice would be to really try to stray away from being too preachy, if that makes sense. Um, I was very, very intentional with the way I wrote. I tried really hard not to seem like I was putting any judgment on anything or telling people how they needed to live their life or anything like that. I really just wanted to be, wanted my book to be organic and my own story and how I what I have learned and you know take what you will out of what I've learned I guess so that would be my biggest piece of advice is try not to sound like you're trying to tell people how to live their lives just give them what you have to offer in a non-judgmental way 
So what were some of the challenges in writing this book? We touched on some, but apparently there must have been a, a, like research. Did you have to do a lot of research? Um, the challenges, I am not a theologian. Like I don't have a background in Bible mm -hmm. studies. I've, I've always read my Bible, but I had to do a lot of research on different verses that would fit with what I was trying to say. Um, and just kind of figure out like exactly what the Bible says about these different things that I was mm -hmm. um, trying to talk about. So that was definitely a challenge. Obviously, the whole process is yes. the whole publishing process is a, a challenge in itself. There's just so much editing and so much like, do I want to re reword some things? Do I want to? I don't know. So the whole thing is challenging. But as far as writing it goes, um, that was something that I kind of struggled with a little bit. Okay, what sets you apart from other authors in your genre? Let's say from other Christian authors. Yeah, um, I would say this book is very vulnerable. Um, I really wanted to just put my heart out there and tell, I just wanted to tell my story. And like I said, really put my heart in words. And so I think this book is very like pure in that way. Cause it's, it's from my heart. Um, and I think that kind of sets it apart. It's not really like solving problems or it's, it's telling my story and hoping that people can relate to my story and realizing that they're not alone facing societal pressure and different things that women have to deal with and cultural things that um, that I've struggled with and yeah. What are the major takeaways from Be Still? Yeah, some of the major takeaways, um, hold on one second, sorry about that. I had some of these things kind of written down and I, I forgot. Have them written down. So give me one second. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so some of the main takeaways. I'm. I hope that readers have a a fire just lit inside of them to step into what they were created to do and what they feel like God might be calling them to do. Um, I hope that readers understand where true fulfillment comes from. I hope that they're able to find contentment in where they're at. Um, I hope that readers are excited and feel more confident in exploring their spiritual gifts and utilizing them to fulfill whatever purpose they feel like they're being called to. And ultimately, I really hope that readers feel relieved to know that they're not the only ones struggling with some of the things that I struggled with um, as far as everyday pressures of life and culture and womanhood um, and all of those things. I just hope that they can, they feel like there's someone else who's walked through that, especially for people my age and younger. Um, yeah. Okay. What have you learned about yourself from writing this book? Oh, I can't hear you. What have you learned about yourself from writing this book? I have learned that, 
what have I learned? I've, I've learned to be a lot, um, a lot less hard on myself, a lot easier on myself. Um, throughout writing, one of the biggest challenges I had that I forgot to mention is I doubted myself a lot and I doubted, you know, who am I to talk about these things? And I don't have a a background in Bible studies or anything like that. So who am I? And so I think writing this has given me a lot more confidence in God calls each of us to do different things. Um, and it doesn't really matter. He uses nobodies all the time. And so I think I've gained a lot of confidence in myself in this process. Sure. What do you feel you did right? <sighs> what do I feel like did right? Um, I think that I, I was very intentional, very careful, very, um, detailed with just the entire process, um, with the way I worded things with the way I wanted my cover to be like, I was very picky and I just wanted it to be, I'm a perfectionist naturally. So I wanted it to be as perfect as it could possibly be. Um, and so I think that was something that I appreciate that I took all the time that I did to make sure it has become what it what it has and what would you have done differently yeah I think what would I have done differently I there if I could do one thing differently I think it was with self-publishing it was kind of hard to to I didn't have a release date like a for sure release date so that was kind of hard for me um, because I did it through a self-publishing organ or a self-publishing business. So, um, if I would have done it completely on my own, I probably would have had a, a better idea of that. But if I could have had a release date to some extent, that would have been extremely helpful. Um, I also think that I would have maybe wrote a little bit more, um, I'm happy with, with what I wrote. I'm happy with how it all turned out, but um, I think I wanted it, I would have wanted it to be just a little bit longer now that I see it and I'm, you know, reading things back. I'm like, I think I have more to say about that, but you're always, I'm always learning. So. What is next for Amanda in 2022? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a I'm big question for all I know it is. <laughs> um, I'm trying to kind of just navigate this whole book thing and see what doors open. And, you know, I've told my whole, my husband so many times, I don't know where this is going to go or what might kind of come of it. Do I want to start like a ministry based off of this? Do I want to start some sort of business? Like, I, I don't really know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. um, I've been kind of just trying to reach out to people and just collaborate and see what comes up. So as far as the book goes, you know, I'm hoping that things kind of, evolve into something more because it's, it's so much more than just a book to me. Um, I think these are real things that so many women my age and younger really struggle with. And I, I just want to get it out there. So people know that they're not alone. Um, I, as far as me, who knows, maybe, maybe starting a family I, or who knows, we'll just kind of see what doors open and, we'll, we'll write them out. Sure. What about writing more books? 
Have you considered that? Yeah, I I have. It's it's definitely there are things brewing. I've had a couple of ideas. Um, it really just depends. I think what happens with this book and. Sure you know, if things kind of come of it, then maybe that will kind of inspire me to write something else. Um, yeah, I have a couple of ideas, but we'll kind of see if, if anything comes to fruition, it's so much work. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, it always starts with an idea, right? All right, Amanda, would you like to read to us? Yep. I sure will. It's like, it's about just under three minutes, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. What would our world look like if we resisted Satan in our day-to-day lives the way that Jesus did? We know where the opposition to obey God comes from, and it clearly is not from God. The solution? Draw closer to God and seek his word harder than ever. Pray for the next steps to be able to fulfill the calling on your heart. Recognize what that resistance feels like, and when you notice it, try to creep back into your life. Flee. When you hear the world tell you you're not worthy, your idea is garbage, you can never do that, etc. Walk away knowing that your God is bigger than those lies that the devil places in your head and loves you too much to bring you to this life purposeless. Know that your worth in God and who he created you to be is all that matters. God's plan is so much better than what you think is best for your life. Every little thing about about you is a result of him crafting you in the womb and creating the perfectly imperfect person you were put on this earth to be. And you have a purpose. You have a calling to do something only you can do, no matter how big or how small it matters. It matters. If I could scream this in your face, I would, because you need to know how much your time, money, effort, and spiritual gifts matter. I urge you to listen and pray for that purpose. Pray for him to expose what part you in his greater plan and how that works into your life. I pray that God will open those doors for you to see it and feel it so clearly that you will trust that obeying that calling will bring a joy that you did not know was possible. When you feel confused, fearful, or the resistance is just too heavy and you begin to lose faith in God, remember that Jesus calms the storms. He calls us to have faith in what he has asked asked us to do, and he will take care of any chaos that stands in our way. Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. Matthew 8, 26, 7. Let me leave you with this question. Can you imagine what a powerful and joyful world we would live in if we all follow our God-given purposes? If we all lived our lives seeking God's plan for each of us, what an impactful and loving world this would be if we all sought the joy that only he can give. You have talents, you have gifts, you have something special to offer this place. Don't waste your time here living mediocre. You are worth so much more than that. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Jeremiah 1.5. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Thank you, Amanda. Can you announce the details of your book giveaway? Yeah, so pretty much um, anybody, the first person who emails me, 
um, at bestill.amandafilkins. That's B-E-S-T-I-L-L dot A-M-A-N-D-A-F-I-L-K-I-N-S at gmail.com. I will receive a signed book from me. Um, you can, I'll email you back and then we'll get in touch about um, mailing things and all of that. Um, you can also follow me on um, my social media is, um, well, let me do my, my uh, website first. My website is bestillamandafilkins.com and my social media <clears throat> is, it's Amanda Filkins. Um, hold on one second. Amanda Filkins, Amanda underscore Filkins underscore. Um, I'm working on maybe creating an account that's specific for my book or whatever that might be, whatever that might be. Um, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. So that's my, my Instagram as of right now. Um, yeah. That's great. And now parting shots from each one of us. You first, Amanda, you're my guest. What would you like yeah, to leave um, our listeners with? Yeah, um, I just want listeners to know that they are so loved. They have a purpose and they're not alone in, in their struggles. There's, there's a God who loves them. I love them. Um, and, and I'm always here for anything. If anyone wants to reach out about things that they're struggling with, um, I'd love to chat with any listeners. Um, and yeah, I just, I hope that if you buy the book that you find exactly what you're looking for. And to you, Emma, thank you so much for having me. This has been really awesome. Oh, this I has been it. awesome. And my parting shots, buy indie, read indie, and write indie. Read your local newspaper to stay in the loop and find your inspiration. Thank you for listening. Happy Easter, everyone.